I am the boy wonder. I am Bloodhaven's defender. I am also a podcast. I am a podcast. 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 Whoa! It's a show. It's a show. Audio only, though. What is it about, if you have time? I can tell you that it is a podcast about that many bad and uh, What did you want me to say in this part? It's a show! Yeah. Yeah! <laughs> I am a podcast. Whoa! Hey! with friends and people, people who well hello again guys welcome to another batman the animated podcast i'm your host justin michael and you are listening to an audio variety show for your ears about the legendary 1990s cartoon batman the animated series today's sponsor the nightwing insta mullet be a man grow a mullet Now, we've got a pretty special episode today. Not only are we going to be discussing the excellent new Batman Adventures episode, Old Wounds, but we'll also be doing it with the voice of Robin and Nightwing himself, Lauren Lester. You'll hear him say things like this. Well, of course, though, I didn't want to be Robin. I want to be Batman when I was a kid. You know, when I was a kid, I want to be Batman. Also joining us will be Geek and Sundry host and Batman superfan Hector Navarro, and he'll contribute things like this. I, can, I can't I can name, like, more than three characters on my hand that have punched Batman and absolutely, li- like, it's insane. So let's do it. Let's just dive right into old wounds, shall we? Justin, the doorbell rang. I know, Kevin Conroy bot. I also heard it. It rang, Justin. Yeah, I heard it. I'll get the door. Cousin Justin, I've been ringing your closet doorbell for like two whole seconds. Steven? That's right. D-double-E-V-I-N. Steven. My little cousin? Fourteen years old and proud. Chicka chicka ow. What are you doing here? Uh, Dodoy, it's Sprung Brock. Bow chicka chicka ow. Here to party like all them flowers and bees. Do you mean spring break? Whoa, nice robo-butler. I am not a butler. I am a living supercomputer who... Uh, Dot com. You are a robo-butler. Robo-butler. Justin, am I a robo? No, you're not. Steven, I'm in the middle of recording. Oh, is this that podcast you do about the old Batman show? Okay, it's not that old. It's older than me, and I'm 14 years old and proud. Steven. Why are you proud? Not worth it, KCB. I'll tell you why, my robo-y butler friend. A little thing I like to call... Drumroll, please. Puberty! And I am super proud of it. Uh oh! Pretty awesome, right? Weird hair. Hormones. Check it. Yeah! I wish I could hit puberty. Oh, yeah, you do? No, you don't. Steven, can you just sit tight while I finish? Sure thing, cuz, but listen, no promises. I might fidget because of my above average spikes in testosterone. Okay, great. All right. Uh, just don't touch anything. As I was saying. What does this do? Justin, the little boy with hyperactive sperm is gone. Yep, thanks to the Edit-O-Matic scene jump button, I think we've lost Steven for the time being. So let's actually dive into... Today's episode, Old Wounds. The original Robin, Dick Grayson, recounts to the new Robin, Tim Drake, why he and Batman broke up as a crime-fighting team. 
Original air date was October 3rd, 1998. Written by Rich Fogel. Directed by Kurt Gita. Music by Shirley Walker. Animation by Coco slash Dong Yang. Guest starring Mark Hamill as the Joker and, of course, Lauren Lester as Nightwing and Robin in the flashbacks. Also featuring Pamela Milhouse Hayden as Connor's wife and son. That's cool. Old Wounds is one of those rare continuity-driven episodes in Batman the Animated Series when usually the show focuses on one-off adventures. Works just fine as a standalone, but the real payoff does go to fans who watch the original series and helps answer the question, why did Dick Grayson stop boy wandering around? Lauren Lester really gets to shine in a nuanced performance as Dick Grayson, Nightwing, and Robin. Like most good TNBA episodes, the new Batman Adventures, they tend to blow out the character relationships for drama versus following the latest villainous plot. But it's not just a tornado of daddy issues, guys. Batgirl learns Batman's secret identity, Alfred pulls the old Pennyworth cover-up. Ms. Gordon, I see you've discovered our little secret. Yes, I admit it. I am Batman. It's all right, Alfred. Very good, sir. And the Joker gets one of my favorite brutal zingers. Hey! Do I hit your kids? Oh, actually I do. <laughs> Kill him! Hey, speaking of brutal, remember when Tim Drake gets thrown into a trash can and kicked away by a grown man? Yeah, that happens. All that said, as great as the episode is, I wish it had a little more time to breathe. I mean, they pack a lot of story and character development into 22 minutes, but it feels rushed and probably could have benefited from the two-part treatment. Okay, so now that I've talked alone, let's start talking about this episode with guests. First up, today's fan, Hector Navarro. Hector is an improviser and host for the Geek and Sundry Network. He's one of the most enthusiastic and rabid Bat fans I've come to know, and he came to this interview stacked with great questions and insight. Today's guest, Lauren Lester. Lauren is not only the voice of Robin and Nightwing on Batman the Animated Series, but he also played Hal Jordan on The Brave and the Bold, Barbecue on G.I. Joe, Rick Gordon on Defenders of the Earth, and has appeared in everything from Ah! Real Monsters to SWAT Cats to Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. I don't know, he's a veteran of voiceover and on-camera work, and he's just one of the nicest guys to sit down with. So, let's do this. I am sitting here with two wonderful human beings, Lauren Lester, the voice of Robin and Nightwing, and Mo from Batman the Animated Series and the new Batman Adventures. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. I'm also sitting with Hector Navarro, today's fan of the very show that I just mentioned. How are you doing? I'm really good, thanks. Yeah, how you seem pretty excited. <laughs> I'm stoked, are you kidding? Right? You're sitting across yeah. from Robin slash Nightwing. It's great. Yeah. So wait, who's Mo? That's my question for you. Moe's <laughs> appeared in two episodes and is one of the only other characters in the show that you've apparently played beyond Robin, Nightwing, and I think the Joker in a hallucination. Oh, but you, you missed all the times that I played Guard 1 and <laughs> Man 2 and all those because they did, they did a lot of that. Some grunty walla. Or... <laughs> yes. I feel yes. like I think I know who Moe is. I think Moe is one of uh, Lair... Curl and Mo, which were like kind of semi-regular Joker henchmen. Oh, they were goons. Uh, they were goons, okay. and they would they would have like white face makeup, and then they would have either like the specific wig for their stooge. And I think they appeared a couple of times. So yeah, if you were Mo, you must have done Mo a couple times. Yeah, like because they brought him back a few times. I'm, this is I why Hector that's is, is here. That's great. Yeah. You are truly a fan, I guess. <laughs> but I I can't keep track of all the goons I played. So yeah. we'll leave it at that. Well, I mean, it's clearly the character that you're best known for, Mo. That's why people are <laughs> yes. listening. Right. 
I brought a Mo print. If you could sign it later, that would be awesome. Yeah, I think Mondo Thank Media you. did a, yeah, yeah, yeah. a new Just print, a limited edition. Those are very valuable. I, I remember that they didn't. They weren't the full Larry or Curly either. It was just Lair and Kerr and then Mo. And I, I think wonder Mo if that was, was a legal Mo. thing or a fun thing. Probably a legal thing. <laughs> well, anyway, we're here to talk to you about your experience on the show. Um, I guess, why don't we just dive in by talking about how you got cast on the show? Well, uh, I got cast uh, the old-fashioned way. I auditioned, and I think I auditioned three times. And um, yeah, because there was a callback, and it was it was it was one of the most coveted roles in town. Like everybody was auditioning for it, and and it got narrowed down and narrowed down and narrowed down, and uh, got more and more excited. And then uh, I came home one day, and uh, my answering machine turned on my answer we used answering machines in those days oh i remember <laughs> and, them and i pushed the button on the answering machine as my agent and he said i'd like to speak with robin and i knew that i had it adorable I was excited. what That's a adorable. cool agent yeah it was cool <laughs> that's the kind of call you want oh yeah do you remember what the first audition was like it was very simple uh, uh probably half a page of copy you know it was it was very simple just went in did it and went out and then was so excited that i got a call back and as I said, then another callback. Yeah, I mean that feels like it's a rare thing in voiceover to even go into callbacks versus just getting cast. But it seemed like the series itself, they were really focusing on narrowing it down from a large group of people. Well, it was a, it was a big deal too. I mean, they were putting a lot of uh, effort behind the series, so it wasn't just your just run of the mill you know show. They they had so much success with with the Batman franchise. I think with right. the movie was it like the first movie at that point. Batman and Batman Returns had come out, and I think Both that was what was spinning right. yeah. into this show. So, so there was a lot of thought and care that went into uh, you know them developing this series. They really wanted this to be a hit. Were you a Batman fan? Huge. Batman oh man, fan. what a dream! <laughs> oh my dear. Well, of course, though I didn't want to be Robin. I want to be Batman when I was a kid. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, I want to be Batman. But uh, yeah, the Adam West Burt Ward show. I you know yeah. grew up with that, and uh, I had all the merchandise. You know, had went out and got everything, a Batmobile, and you know uh, everything, everything you name it. I got it, went out and got it. I was very excited. So when when I got this part, I was it was really a part of part of me, part of my history. It was very exciting. Yeah, you were living the dream. I was. I had uh, your action figure, my friend. I had probably multiple versions of your action figure. I think I liked the Nightwing one the best. It came with a little glider thing. It shot a missile. You know, just like the cartoon, they all had glider things and shot missiles. Not really. I but, think uh, in the fourth season of Batman, <laughs> they really went for the merch hard. They did. And I think Batman had a glider or a jetpack that they were my, like, well, we need to sell this toy, so he's got to have a jetpack in Old Wounds. Right. Yes, my favorite thing about Old Wounds is Robin has a, uh, in the flashback, a motorcycle, and then it, he hits a button and it turns into like a jetpack thing right. and I was like I would have bought that toy if they had a toy well, of that you know they had uh, <laughs> they had it in the Happy Meals they had a little Robin on the motorcycle That's so cool. and you pulled it backwards and then it would pop a wheelie and like spin around and go go off and I, I got like 10 of those I remember <laughs> that one of the most rare action figure uh, or one of the pieces of merchandise from the original series was the Robin Dragster Cool, oh, and it cool. Uh, it was the coveted, most expensive thing that you could, and it was just even like, more than like the Batmobile. Wow, was that one of the ones where you could like put in an action figure of Dick Grayson and then hit a button and then like a Robin would come out? Like, would he change in the car? I don't think I so. Recall. I think it was just like a, a weird looking Robin themed car that never appeared in the show. 
That's but great. I mean, they had a Joker mobile too. But like the Robin dragster is like the number one most expensive <laughs> item. At now, the are time. you talking about this show? Or are you talking about the original, the the sixties? Uh, uh, this show, Batman: oh, The Animated oh, Series. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh well, they ne- yeah, he never had a roadster. That's for no. sure. <laughs> no, nope, he, yeah. he rode a motorcycle. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. But, well, there we there yeah. you have it. <laughs> Let's backtrack for a second. Uh, what were you working on up until that point? Where were you coming from in your career? Uh, I had just done a series called uh, Defenders of the Earth, mm. and uh, I did sixty five episodes of that where I played uh, Flash Gordon's son, Rick Gordon. And uh, that funny story about that is that uh, I worked with an actor named Peter Mark Richmond, who was in all, I mean, you name it, he was in every TV show in the 60s and 70s and even in the 80s. And uh, he was a regular on that show and introduced me to his daughter. And we got married and we've oh. been married ever since. <laughs> so you so met through voiceover. We met through voiceover, through that specifically that show. So if it wasn't for that show, I, you know, who knows? Now, I think he, he worked on. Batman the Animated Series, he right? Did. He was in a Riddler episode. He, yeah, he did. Riddler's yes. Reform, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he was in Batman Beyond. I did my I did my look 'em ups. <laughs> I did my trivia look 'em ups. Uh, that's so cool. So I, I finished that and the uh, um and also had done uh G.I. Joe. I played barbecue on G.I. Joe. Uh, had you met Andrea Romano before then? I had not. What was your experience with her? Oh, she was great. She is, it was is I mean I still yeah. <laughs> she's still great I I worked with her uh, I guess about uh, two years ago on uh, Batman the Brave and the Bold you were awesome. Hal Jordan right? that's right that's right yeah. so I did a couple episodes of that and uh, she's just terrific she's just so easygoing and such a terrific uh, person to work with and always calm you know creates a great atmosphere everybody loves to work with her she seems efficient but also really good at her job yes yes and she also has her. Uh, her little catchphrases that always crack us up. Like Ooh. like if you kind of stumble over a word or two, she'll say, uh, let's do that again for Father Clarity. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this. But when you got the Robin role, how did you approach being him once you were gung-ho and excited? Well, I have to, you know, I have to say there was a, a part of, you know, uh, um, there was a part of the original show, you know, that, of course, I heard in my head. Mm-hmm. So uh, Burt Ward, you know, ha- had to be there in, in my head somewhere. And I was l- l- I was in my 20s at that point, and Robin was just, uh, Dick Grayson was just starting in high school, and they moved him to college. So I amped up my, my voice higher and had a lot of, a lot more energy than I, I actually have in real life. So, so that's, that's how I came upon that character. Feels like it's very close to your natural voice, but a little bit amped up. It it it, it is. Uh, Nightwing is closer to my my real voice because that uh, that was actually lowered. And you're more of a badass in real I life. I am such so, a know. badass. <laughs> and people may not know this because they're listening, but you have the exact same mullet hairstyle. You're still rocking it. Well, from you, 1997, I think it looks great. Lauren. See, it's, it's my hope that one day I'm going to play Nightwing again, oh, so I walk around like this all the time. Absolutely, hoping yeah. somebody yeah. will spot you and be like, yeah. "That's the Nightwing that, we need exactly. for Suicide Squad 2. Or yeah. <laughs> Let's bring him out of retirement, Dick Grayson with the mullet. Oh my gosh! Now you tell awesome. now you tell me a funny story about about, about your mom. And the so mom. in the first yeah. episode, I, I played the title card game, which is uh, I show my mom a title card from an episode <laughs> without telling her what it's about, and she has to tell me what she thinks it's about. It was for I Am the Night, which has no Nightwing in it, but she spent a good five to ten minutes 
assuming that it was all about Nightwing. She was like, Nightwing, I am the Nightwing. Must be about Night Nightwing. And and she loves Nightwing. She's like, number one Nightwing fan I know. What, what mother even knows who Nightwing That's is? Impressive. I mean, besides my mother. That's, but yeah. what mother knows who Nightwing is? A mother whose son obsessively watched a show. Yeah. Made her watch them over and over again. Uh, Yeah, that was a surprise. I thought she'd know, you know, like Batman, Robin, the Joker, Riddler, all that kind of stuff. And she grew up on, you know, Adam West, Batman. She loves it. She's a bit of a... I I just realized that she is a bit of a nerd. Like, I never processed that, but I was like, oh, she liked watching these shows with me. She must be into it to some extent, but she loves Nightwing. I tried to get her to say that Nightwing was a hunk, and she wouldn't. (laughs) <laughs> she felt uncomfortable saying a cartoon character was a hunk. <laughs> you talked about it a little bit, but I'm really curious about, you know, going into that last season of Batman where they mm-hmm. updated all the character designs. Mm-hmm. And it's my favorite iteration of the actual animated show when Robin became Nightwing. Uh, was there specifically anything that you did with your voice other than just kind of uh, getting it a little bit more to your natural voice? Well, first of all, uh, before I answer that question, I'll tell you that uh, I got another phone call. Just before that season, awesome. And Andrea Romano <laughs> called me, and she said, "I'm calling you, and this is actually really good news. You're not going to be playing Robin anymore." And I'm just like, <gasps> and she said, "But you're going to be playing Nightwing, so it's like you're, you've gotten you've gotten a promotion." Awesome. So that was really that was really a cool uh, yeah. phone call. Uh, well, I, because Robin becomes Nightwing and then eventually becomes Batman. Yeah. And because he kind of wants to emulate Batman, I kind of lowered my voice to be more like what Kevin, you know, is is doing. Awesome. Because he wants to he wants to take Kevin's place, you know, Kevin's uh Batman's place. Right. So I I made the made made my voice drop down more for that. And that's why I love old wounds so much because I got to do I got to do all of them. I got to do mm-hmm. Dick Grayson, the, you know, the the guy out on a date. Uh, Dick Grayson as Robin and Dick Grayson as Nightwing. So that was that's why I love that episode. It's my favorite. And I mean, it's, it's your episode, right? Absolutely. And it, there's such a, there's such great moments with uh, Dick Grayson as Nightwing with the new Robin, Tim Drake, and right. you can really hear that contrast. And even Tim Drake points out, you're just you sound just like him. You're just like him. Mm-hmm. And then with your Nightwing voice, I'm nothing like him. Mm-hmm. But you're really emulating that sort of darker Batman. You know, thing. So, uh, yeah, that's awesome. I love this episode. It's one of my favorites. It's for fantastic. Sure. It yeah. was. I mean, just as a kid, I was very excited to see old Robin's costume show up. I was like, "That's <laughs> yes. the Robin I know." Right. Yes. Absolutely. And 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 I got to hit Batman. I mean, oh my god! What a powerful who, moment. Who punches Batman and, and lives to tell the tale? I you can. Know? I can't name like more than three characters on my hand that have punched Batman and absolutely live like it's insane and he never saw it coming because Batman's always like all right cool I'll throw up a fist and then the goon will be down and he didn't even know that I knew but he was like what I I just love this episode because as a big comic book fan you kind of know the long long history of this great character you know uh, my favorite character to ever be Robin is Dick Grayson because he was allowed to mature because he was allowed to turn into Nightwing and I love him almost more as Nightwing than I do as Robin, you know, I've heard I, a lot of people say that. Absolutely, know, you know. it's it's great. It's like I love the spunky Tim Drake Robin. I feel like that really works very well with um with Batman. But to have a sort of a 17, 18 year old Robin, it kind of doesn't ring true. That's why this episode is is the perfect combination of all the years of history mm-hmm. and condensing it into one 20 minute episode that explains why aren't they partners anymore? I'm out of here. That's it. You know, now nah, I'm done. I'm leaving. And he leaves this horrible scene where Batman's beating up on this dad, mm-hmm. which is nuts. Uh, to go and be his own man. And it's just so perfectly, like, in my head, I'm like, that's Dick Grayson, and that's the character. 
And my favorite moment in the entire episode might be at the very end when, I mean, the whole episode, Batman kind of comes off like a dick. Like he's pretty much a jerk throughout the whole thing. But at the end, what I love is, is, is the moment where Dick Grayson allows Batman to be a better person. Because you find out that resolution of that guy that he punched in front of his kid, he hired him, he gave him a job. And, and as Bruce Wayne, every day he sees him, he asks, hey, how's your son? How's your kid? And to me, that's like, that's because Dick Grayson made him a father, made him a better person. And Dick was right when he left that room. He goes, not like this. This isn't right. And so I love that moment because for me, it makes Batman a way more sympathetic character. Uh, and that's all thanks to Robin. Well, uh, I was at WonderCon this last Sunday, yeah. and I was on a panel, and the panel was called Sidekicks. <laughs> and they talked mostly about Robin, but they talked about some other sidekicks. But they were talking about uh, how Robin humanizes Batman. And without Thank you. without yeah. Robin, there's no humanity at all. And, and yeah. he calls him in this episode, he calls him on his humanity. Yeah. Because you're going to do this in front of the kid, you know? <laughs> great. Yeah, it's horrible. It's a hard thing to watch too, especially oh, yeah. in again like a kids' cartoon. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jeez. they were covering some dark territory. Mm-hmm. But you know, nobody ever got killed on that show. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I'm sure it? people got killed. <laughs> well, on the, I'm well, trying to think. Actually, 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 you know, they they talk about Robin's parents and of yeah. course Batman's parents. Right, right, but, right. But the, the villains and the goons. It's true. Nobody ever got killed, and because there was a there was a rule about it. It was yeah. a, it was a because it was on broadcast television yes. originally. They weren't allowed to do that. So. You know, even if somebody fell off a building onto their head, there had to be one last shot of them going, Ugh. Yeah. Right, the keep alive grown. Right, the keep alive grown. Oh, my gosh. Don't worry, awesome. kids. They're all okay. Yeah, okay. They may have fallen off a speeding train and have several concussions. But Don't try alive. this yourself. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite lines in the whole episode, Old Wounds, is um, maybe the flimsiest excuse for a superhero to leave a date in which Dick Grayson tells Barbara... Uh, because he gets called by Batman. He's like, uh, sorry, Barbara. Uh, I promised the guys back at the door might help him clean out the fridge. Bye. Right. I'm like, what are you talking? How but they you- also do linger on her. She's like, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> I am going to start using that excuse. Uh, if I encounter myself on a bad date, I think I'm just going to be like, I got to go I gotta clean the fridge. I'm sorry. I got to leave. I have right to- now the fridge needs immediate yeah. <laughs> cleaning. <laughs> it's the worst. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. What was it like when you got this script? Were you pumped? Were you excited? Oh, yeah, very uh, we would always get them in advance, you know, and I'd go through them. And there are some episodes where I didn't have very much to do. Uh, but then I would get a script, you know, like Robin's Reckoning or something Another like that. Another great one and where I'd you be, got mm-hmm. to, like, really dig in. And that's uh, – I didn't – I actually had forgotten this, but uh, on the panel uh, at WonderCon was Alan Burnett, who was one of the creators of the cool. show. And he mentioned, again, that that was the only episode that ever won an Emmy for that series. So Robin's wow. Reckoning won an Emmy. And uh, I mean, it's a great two-parter. Yeah, it's a great, great two-parter. Yeah. So anyway, I get a script like that or like Old Wounds, and I'd be very, very excited about uh, you know the upcoming uh, recording session. Mm-hmm. Well, and it was cool because also it was all about you, but you had all like the best cast members to play with. I mean, right. all of them are great, but sure. you have the whole Bat family, and then you have Mark Hamill Mark doing Hamill the Joker there, in that yeah. episode. Yeah. Uh, what was it like to work with him? Oh, he's great. Uh, he. Um, uh, he tells a lot of stories during the recording <laughs> session, but that's really fun. I mean, I enjoy that uh, because he's had an incredible career. I mean, after Star Wars, people don't realize that he was, you know, on Broadway and he wow. did a bunch of films where with Sam Fuller, you know, the great director Sam Fuller, and all. The, so he has he has like just great, great stories to tell. So yeah, and I always knew that Mark was in the session because when I would come into the uh, um, studio. 
uh, his would be the only stand standing up because he liked to record standing up. Everybody <laughs> else liked to record sitting down. But oh, he, interesting. He's because yeah. st- you know he's just a ball of fire, ball of energy. Absolutely. Speaking of stories, Lauren, do you have a favorite fan encounter? Uh, in terms of Robin, I mean, I know that so many voice actors have this moment where somebody tells them, oh, look, it's so-and-so, and and the child won't believe them until they do the voice. Like, anything in that sort of realm? Well, uh, at uh, Comic-Con, because it wasn't announced that I was on the panel at Comic-Con two years ago. It was a a surprise. Yeah. And uh, there was about 1,000 people there. It was was just a great... It was a panel in honor of the 21st anniversary of the show because they had missed (laughs) honoring the show on its 20th anniversary. It's crazy. Whoops. Yeah. So they said, well, it's the 21st, so let's do that. So I was on a panel with Bruce Timm and Paul Dini and a few other people. And uh, afterward, a lot of fans, because I don't do a lot of these conventions, Mm -hmm. and so a lot of fans had happened to have some things that they wanted me to sign. And this one young woman had made a... Robin apron. Cool. <laughs> and she asked me to sign it and she said, oh, I wish I knew you were coming. I would have brought my Nightwing apron too. <laughs> so that was and, what a specific thing to make. And and do you do you, did you play with as a little kid uh those little beads, those hollow beads that you make pictures out of, colorful pictures, then you take an iron and you and, and it melts yes. and it turns into a picture. Oh. At, at WonderCon somebody had made a Robin cool. and, and put it on a canvas. <laughs> That's awesome. But it was it looked exactly like it. I mean, that took a lot of work. Yeah, that's know, a ton. Out of beads. Oh my gosh. So apparently Robin inspires a lot of creativity from your fans, a lot of like arts and crafts, which is awesome. That's they're, great. They're, they're just uh, really passionate fans about that character, about yeah. the Dick Grayson. I think I think the, the Dick Grayson character for a lot of people, uh, I, I've, I've been told this and it's very flattering. They say when they read the comic books, they hear my voice. Absolutely. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a guy named Kyle Higgins who actually wrote the uh, Nightwing series comic book yeah comic book and he said he was listening to my voice as he was writing it and I thought wow that's pretty cool <laughs> it's great it's per- I mean it, it perfectly encapsulates the character and especially the Nightwing stuff uh, because it's youthful but it's still sort of a young man transition like all of that stuff I mean I know that people talk about this all the time with Kevin and say hey when I read a comic book a Batman comic I hear Kevin I hear Mark Hamill right. when I read the Joker but the truth is is I honestly hear most of the cast oh and yeah that includes Lauren as, as Dick Grayson absolutely great. you are Dick Grayson Absolutely. in my head. <laughs> yeah, it's all the actors, the live action movies can come and go, but it's still going to be later. these guys. Like it's still going to be these guys <laughs> in my head. You know, it's it's just such a good job, it's just so perfectly cast. It's awesome. A question for you, Lauren. Uh, in working on the show, did you sort of learn more about the mythology of these characters? Did you? Was there something that that uh, while working on it, you're like, oh, that's really cool, and then maybe that became your favorite villain or your favorite story? Anything like like anything that made you more of a fan of this world of Batman? I don't really understand the question. I'm sorry. While working on the show, and, and correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, uh, did, was there something that you didn't know beforehand, but that like you, right. you, it really helped you like dig into the history of Batman? You're like, oh man, this is a cool thing I didn't know beforehand. Yeah. Well, the the whole episode where uh, you know Dick Grayson loses his parents, and there's the whole backstory about that, and really made you understand where he was coming from, and then the and then having that same tragic history with Batman, yeah, and you see why those two came together and why you know they were they were so close. Um, so yeah, I, I loved the backstories. The backstories were great. Yeah, 
I feel like that stuff wasn't really explored in the fun 60s show or, no, or you know what I mean? No. In other iterations of Batman up until we got to the animated series. Well, the 60s and, show, even though I didn't know it at the time, yeah. was, was campy and silly. Yeah. <laughs> and right. I knew it. And it was intentionally so. Right. But at the time, I took it very seriously. You know, <laughs> oh, you know, the penguin is really going to, he's going to kill him. You know, yeah. that's <laughs> like, the wonderful no. thing, <laughs> thing about that show is that when you're a kid, you, you take it very seriously right. and you love it. Like the stakes are high. And when you watch it as an adult, you're like, oh, this is hilarious. This is yeah. fantastic. It's such a, clear satire. <laughs> I've actually I've actually learned more about the character in the ensuing years because they they have explored it so much more yeah. in the comic books um yep. uh w- with the transition too of of going from Nightwing to Batman. Yeah. You know, that whole thing. Uh, Absolutely. I wish they had done that and you know, uh, they'd continued on. Uh, I'm not quite sure why the show ended. I um, wish they would bring it back. I feel like yeah. now is the time to do it. Well, too. you still have quite a few of the cast members, and we mm-hmm. still we still have the same voices. So yeah. you know, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, and and me, and Mark, and yeah. um, let's see who else is is still around. Um, do you guys Maybe know Richard Mall and John Glover? Sure, and those oh, guys yeah, sure. are all, all the, doing all the biggest... it. Oh, Paul Williams. Paul Williams. Yeah, sure. Well, listen, the '60s Batman show is actually getting a direct-to-video animated movie that's going to be coming out uh, next year in 2016 for the 50th anniversary, and they're bringing back uh, the cast members of that. It's like you know, sooner or later, it's going to happen. I mean, it's you know, I remember that the show that came out after superman was batman beyond which was in the far right, future right and in that version a new character entirely became the batman and i remember even as a fan thinking like well where's dick grayson what happened you know and I they always would, wanted to know they right? would allude to it they would allude they followed to it. up with tim drake but what yeah. happened to dick grayson barbara gordon was the chief of police and she would say oh you should really look up dick he's got stories and i'm like where it like you know where is he and, great let's look him up in an yeah. episode <laughs> hey what's up it's your boy Devin again d-w-e-b-i-n Devin. Oh, what is this, the commercial break? Ugh, this is not very strong Brock. We're like winter Brock. Ugh, if I'm lucky. Ugh, I hate commercials. I don't know. Enjoy, I guess. Are you tired of being treated like a kid, even though you're long past puberty? Do you get less respect than Rodney Dangerfield? Sounds like you need the Nightwing Instamullet, the quickest way to go from Super Zero to full-grown hero. Hi, I'm Nightwing. Before I grew my mullet, I was nothing but a second banana to an emotionally distant control freak. But that all changed when I grew my hair out disgustingly long. Command the respect you deserve with a pill that instantly grows a mullet for you. But don't take my word for it. Listen to these real testimonials. I used to be a literal baby, but thanks to the Nightwing Instamullet, I'm the world's first three-month-old CEO of a Fortune 500 company. Hi, I'm Dick Grayson. A completely different person than Nightwing, and I approve of this product. Buy it now. I am not the Bloodhaven crime fighter Nightwing. I'm not. So there you have it. My hair stunk, but now I'm a hunk. A hunk people take seriously. The Nightwing Instamullet. Nothing says I deserve respect, like a man who clearly doesn't give a crap how his hair looks in the first place. The Nightwing Instamullet is not guaranteed to actually make your hair grow instantly. It may take 12 to 18 months to see results, depending on family history and genealogy. Hair growth may vary or be non-existent. That uh, brings me to a story about uh, when I was originally cast in in uh, Batman the Animated Series. Uh, we shot the pilot. We shot. We recorded the pilot, yeah. <laughs> and it actually had a different cast. It was uh, Tim Curry as the as the Joker, right? Oh. And uh, um, Clive Revel, a British actor, as uh, as uh, Alfred. Mm-hmm. Um, and when the 
when the pilot was finished, I didn't hear anything for weeks and weeks. And then I read in the trades that they were going into production on the show, but they hadn't called me. And I thought I got fired or something. I didn't know what happened. Uh, So about, I guess about 20 or 30 episodes into it, I got a call that that I I was going to be playing Robin. And uh, I found out later that they actually didn't want to do the show at all with Robin, that they they wanted to have it a very dark, brooding, alone character figure, the way that the first Batman movie had been done. That makes sense. That's what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But then people were saying, like you said, but where's Dick Grayson? Where's Dick Grayson? <laughs> so yeah. so uh, they changed their minds and, and, and brought me in for that. And it's I, a key part of that Batman mythos. And yeah. also oh, a way yeah. to, you know, he's an, a way for kids to associiate with this well, show, it's, too. It's funny that you say that because earlier Lauren was saying that when he watched the Batman show, he didn't see himself as Robin, but as Batman. And originally this character was created because the comic book creators thought that, that kids couldn't relate to an adult billionaire running around right. beating people up. They're like, we got to bring in a kid. But kids always can see themselves as Batman. But what I love is that eventually that character, that idea, that sidekick turned into having Batman have humanity. And for me, Batman fails every night. Because he goes and fights crime, but crime will always exist. He's never going to defeat it. Gotham will mm-hmm. never just be crime-free. Mm-hmm. But the way for me he's successful is that he brings in Dick Grayson and helps him get through what he's going through. And he affects positively this one kid's life. And it's like, well, there you go. Then I, now I'm like a good dad. I'm like a good person I'm, you know, because of proof of one guy. On well, the that... Sidekicks panel, they yeah. talked about how it, the Robin character spawned a bunch of other boy wonders. Right. So <laughs> suddenly all these other people had... You know, uh, Kid <laughs> what, Flash, and yeah. they were talking about the funniest one was uh, like Captain America. Yeah, he's like, I don't know how old the kid was, but like, okay, let's go kill some Nazis. <laughs> you know, and he's taking yeah. this kid with him exactly. to World F- War Two. Fifteen-year-old Bucky, yeah, let's right. go, yeah, let's go fight in the th- European theater right. of war. Like, yeah, that's you crazy. can't drive a You're car, ready. but can you drive a tank? Sure, <laughs> I can. It's, oh boy, yeah. <laughs> well, and I think it is cool though that in this episode in particular, in Old Wounds, like it really is a father-son relationship. It is yeah. mm-hmm. also like seeing the flash element of it in the context of where we are currently in the mm-hmm. show when when it aired it really was like what happens when you reconcile and realize like oh you can get angry with your parents but then you realize how yeah. good they were what they were intending to do yeah. mm-hmm. with some distance from mm-hmm. that it's about family it's about forgiveness you know at the end of the episode dick forgives bruce for what he did mm-hmm. and if i recall correctly like the present time didn't even feature batman in it it was just tim drake robin and nightwing talking and then right. flashbacks would have batman uh, and, you know, the last shot you see is, is Nightwing and Robin swinging into a bat signal and going and fighting crime. And you're like, I would watch that episode, even if Batman doesn't show up. These guys are awesome. They're like, family. Yeah, exactly. That's an, that's an interesting point. I never realized that that, yeah. that might be the only episode where it's Batman is only in the flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And then, I mean, the other episodes, you, you got to play around, especially in the new Batman adventures. There was like a You Scratch My Back, which was a Nightwing Catwoman episode. Mm, right. Which was really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello. Mm. <laughs> um, with uh, Adrian Barbeau. Yeah. Yes. yeah she, she was great. Terrific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How was it working with her? Oh, great. Uh, all, uh, one of the great parts of doing the show is working with so many of these terrific people who I had seen for many years on TV, you know, right. working with Ed Asner and. And uh, um, as I said, Paul Williams and Adrian Barbeau and uh, uh, John Glover and uh, who else am I forgetting? Who, who are some of the there other villains? so many. Oh, my gosh. Um, Geniuses. I, I mean, I'm trying to think of even uh, – I'm blanking. Yeah. <laughs> 
I even got to work with some like great comedians, like Kevin Meany was in an episode. Yeah, yeah so, like, all these. <laughs> they all these just really... pulled from like TV and film the right. people that were great that they loved, and I imagine that people who came in probably had a more difficult time if they weren't voice actors. Versus they actually you. did, and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I remember one one actor, and I'm trying to remember who it was, but one day he said to the room of us, uh, you know, those those of us who were the regulars on the show, he goes. I really admire that you guys are able to do this over and over. You know, I've never, oh, yeah. I've never done this before. He said. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's it's a certain skill set, you know, that I think more and more, I think more and more celebrities have it now because now the big thing is to use celebrities in in voiceovers. But at the time, I thought it was, I think it was pretty unique. There was a core of us who weren't famous but did a lot of the shows. Uh, and and the famous people were brought in as guests, but now I think it's sort of the opposite. I think now mm-hmm. more the famous people have most of the voice work and the fill it out. Uh, they with... fill in. If you if you ever go and see the if you stay for I always stay for the end credits whenever I see an oh, animated yeah. movie because <laughs> I see all my friends there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and uh, and they you just like you know the, it's obviously all the fill in. You know, somebody f- filled in as the voice of the doorknob at one point. You know, yeah. so, <laughs> and I mean at the time it was like we just want good actors. Right. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. A- and that's so cool. Yeah, I think that Batman and every show that followed stru- struck that perfect balance of incredibly talented people that were right for the role, regardless of their kind of experience coming in. And and I thought it was awesome, yeah. And I would imagine that the veterans would sort of help and maybe mentor some of these actors where it was really new to them uh, because you guys were such pros at it. So, Well, yeah. two, two, two other people I want to mention who were the series regulars who were so wonderful to work with, Ephraim Zimbalist yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Bob Hastings. Bob Hastings was yeah. amazing. I mean, yes. Both of them were just Oof. such... Such fantastic pros. Again, yeah. people in my head there yeah. who I hear is Absolutely. Gordon and Alfred. Ephraim right. Efr- had reverse. such a great line in Old Wounds where Bruce Wayne reveals yes. the secret to Barbara Gordon and he says, well, that's right. I am Batman. Yeah. And I'm like, they- oh, man, Alfred was so funny in that episode. He was great. They even and he's like, he's like, never mind, Alfred. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I think like uh, when Static Shock and some Static Shock crossover, because yeah. they, they did a lot of like Batman crossovers for that. Sure. They had Static, do the find same out thing. Who Batman yeah. was, and Alfred's like he starts to do it, and he was like, "I'm never able to pull this off." It's like a two-year callback to something. Yeah. That's awesome. I uh, I also love the the brief Nightwing moment that we had in my favorite episode, Over the Edge. Uh, because we got to see Nightwing's life. He had his own apartment, and he had to break back into the apartment, and then the cops got him, and it, you know he had a jet ski with missiles on it. Like We got to see a little side of his life, and I always I remember growing up hearing that this character eventually moved away from Gotham to this other city, Bloodhaven. 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 Yeah. And I was like, I would watch that show. Like, you know, that, that could be a whole spin-off I think show. There, there was, I think there was talk about a spin-off at cool. one point, but it didn't, it never happened, and I think... Yeah. Uh, they went ahead with a with a Catwoman uh, pilot or something oh, like that. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, they, interesting. They were kind of like going back and forth, Nightwing or Catwoman. They went with sure. Catwoman, and then they never picked up again on that uh, that Nightwing idea. But I, I think it would have been a great great show. Absolutely. I think that just that just speaks to the strength of the whole world. Because as much as I love Batman, I love all the supporting characters more. To be honest, you know what I mean. I love the Nightwings. I love the Robins. I love the Gordons. I love Catwoman, and they each could have kind of held their own show. Yes. Uh, because everyone knows Batman so well, but there's so many different things to explore with all the other well, characters. Well, I think eventually uh, um, Warner Brothers is going to make a film about Nightwing, I would think. And and uh, then that would probably spawn a, uh, a an animated series. Oh, that would be sweet. Yeah. That Let's would be awesome. Let's make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. And I, 
I am available. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening. Question, question Lauren, uh, were you disappointed when uh, Nightwing got his costume and it was actually really sleek as opposed to the comic book iteration, his first Nightwing costume, which was very gaudy and colorful? Were you, did you ever feel like, oh, I missed out. I would have loved for him to wear a really ugly yellow and blue thing. <laughs> no, it n- never crossed my mind. Okay, great. Yeah, okay. I would have loved to wear an ugly <laughs> yellow and blue thing. <laughs> oh, man, that design was just ugh, perfect. It was great. It was great. The blue, I mean, you know. Those T-shirts still sell. That just that blue design, and it's specifically animated Nightwing. It's not like comic book Nightwing. And, and doesn't he know. have like an eighteen-inch waist? Yeah, I mean, it's like oh yeah, from the big shoulders down the. Oh I mean, my god, he's a model for sure. He's <laughs> a male model on the side as well as a crime <laughs> Oof, fighter. Very graceful, very graceful. Dick graceful. Dick graceful. That's <laughs> why they don't pay me the big bucks. <laughs> Uh, did you ever, do you have kids? Yes, I have three daughters. Oh, do mm-hmm. they like the show? Did you show them the show? Yeah, they're, they're uh, um, uh, more into, uh, like, l- let me just put it this way. <laughs> if, if Robin and Batman did a musical number every week, mm-hmm. they would watch it every week. Yeah. Cause that's <laughs> I would their watch thing. that every week. Because <laughs> yeah. that's their thing. They, they, they're, all three of them are involved in musical theater. They're that's singers, great. dancers, and actresses. So they right. they love that. So uh, of course they've seen it and they they admire it. But mm-hmm. uh, their their thing is more uh, Broadway. <laughs> At what age did you show them the show? Uh, well, let's see. My my oldest daughter uh, is twenty two now, and so I probably showed her the show um, when she was quite young. She was still running when she was six or seven, something like that. Awesome. Yeah. I feel like you just don't get a show like Batman the Animated Series anymore. I mean, there yeah. there, are, there are some great ones, um, but the, the level of like adult material and adult theme, yeah, balanced with it just being a quality show oh, and sure. aimed at that age range is kind of it's difficult and almost non-existent right now. I mean, like there's such clampdowns on. I mean, like just the weapons that are used in this, like. The Joker like smacks Barbara Gordon with like that telescope that he swings oh, around. Yeah. And she's like, you know, he's yeah. firing his weapon. He points it straight to camera. Like that's stuff yeah. that you can't. I mean, like writing an animation. I'm like, man, we can't get away with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I I'm guessing though that with the kind of the explosion out into new media, they're going to be you know a little edgier because now they're doing a lot of animated series on Netflix and oh yeah and Amazon and Hulu and they're all getting in on it so. I don't know what those shows are going to be like. I mean, they're just making them now. So. Yeah. And I think that uh, for the the time that Old Wounds came out and other episodes in that same season, like, I think that that team just had such a, an amount of trust from the network to know, like, you guys are going to do what you can, but it, they're still going to be, like, a refrain from going too far, and they're still going to be, like, good morals and values and, you know what I mean? And, like, and, and learning stuff. Yeah, they had a great, there was always a theme or a good moral at the yeah. end, but it wasn't rubbed in your face. Right, I mean, it, exactly. was, it was approached smartly and intelligently, which is so cool. <laughs> they they would they would have stuff turned down by Fox. It was on Fox at that time. Right, right. And Fox would, would uh, turn down stuff. So they, talk, they talked about that at the panel a couple years ago. I didn't know about any of that behind-the-scenes <laughs> stuff. So I was I was being informed just like all the fans were out there. But they were talking about, oh, yeah, there was the episode where we wanted to, and we couldn't get away with that. And Well, know. there was a vampire episode I know that they kept cool. trying to get off the ground. That's great. Never happened. Well, my favorite example of that is they wanted to do some really violent, not violent, but like uh, some cool thing for uh, the episode Over the Edge where Barbara Gordon falls off the side of the building. And they were told they couldn't do that. So like, all right, well, what if we do a, a camera angle from inside of the car, and then she lands on the hood? And it's they so somehow, much more horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, no, that's fine. And then it just it becomes the gnarliest thing. Like, oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, that's fun. Um, Lauren, what's it going to be like to be immortally in your 20s? 
Uh, well, it's great to still have this voice. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, uh, I, I don't smoke, so I, I haven't ruined my, my voice. Excellent. And, uh, I can still, I can still do, I can still play those parts. So Absolutely. that's kind of exciting. I've been meaning to tell you though, you should probably quit the heavy metal band that you're in. I know you were telling me about it before there and I'm like, that's cool, but you know what? It might. But you know, it's my chance to wear the Nightwing outfit and the mullet. So, you know. <sighs> you know, okay. You don't have to do it 24 seven. You're right, right though. No, you're right though. I gotta, I gotta we really by. should go see one of his shows. Yeah, they, I know. We've been invited awesome. so many times. I know. <laughs> yeah, span, I love the spandex. It's my favorite part. <laughs> oh, my God. Dick and the Graysons. Let's go check them out. <laughs> okay, I'm on board. Okay, great. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Uh, <laughs> I really just wanted to live in that world for a second. <laughs> uh, are there any episodes that you can remember, any things that happened that were cut uh, that fans might not know about or, or things that happened in the mm-hmm. booth or while you were recording, just like one of the most memorable moments behind the scenes? Well, uh, we would record months in advance, as you know. Mm-hmm. Animating it takes a long time, and I think they were sending it at that time to Korea. Yeah, yeah, Korea. Mm-hmm. So, um, and and those were the days when they actually put it on a ship and it would sail out there. They didn't have digital, you know, in those <laughs> days. So, uh, because it was so far in advance, sometimes the way we would record it would not match the pictures. So when right. we would come back and we do. Uh, we would do pickups, and there'd be you know Batman and and Robin would be standing right next to each other uh, on on the on the edge of a building, and Robin turns to Batman and says, "Batman, what are we gonna do?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh well, we better change that because he's standing next to him now." Yeah. <laughs> so the, those were those were always uh, those those were always fun. But uh, I think the um, the most memorable the most memorable thing, which is very rare now, very mm-hmm. rare now, is that we were all there 90% of the time. Yep. The whole cast was there. Um, and that really created great interaction. Now you almost never see that. Yeah. When I did uh, Batman the Brave and the Bold, there was like three of the cast members there. Right. Because everybody was off doing something else. And I mean, that's just the way it is. It's just the reality of the business. But there was something very special about having everybody there. The only person who wasn't there usually was Frank Welker, because Frank Welker had like, you know, 30 sessions each yeah. day. We need you to be a dog, a dishwasher, and 500 women screaming. Exactly. <laughs> and so we would get to that those couple of lines and say, oh, Frank's coming in later to do that. And then we just skip over that. But <laughs> but but other than that, you know, uh, Ephraim and Bob and Kevin and myself and uh, Tara and all, we were all there for every episode. Cool. And it wasn't like, oh, we're we're using a star, and the star is going to come in and do that. No, the star would be there too. You know, they would be there too, working right along with us. Well, it almost felt like it was akin to the '60s show, where everybody wanted to be a villain. Yes. Like that was so. They, I want to be part of this great show. And similarly with Batman the Animated Series, it was. I, I heard stories. I think Andrea was saying that like. I think Roddy McDowell called up and was like, I want to be part of this show. I <laughs> yes. want to be a villain. Yes. And that was another, uh, thank you for reminding me that it was thrilling meeting Roddy McDowell. That was great. So cool. Yeah. So cool. Mm-hmm. Do you have any pieces of merchandise or, or like mementos from the show? Well, I treasure. Well, I ha- I got all of the uh, I got all of the figures. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, I mean, I was out there every every day at the toy store. <laughs> like, okay, what's new? What's new? Me and too. Snapping up. But the difference is, is that I didn't play with them. Mm. You see, because when I was a kid with the with the with the uh, Adam West, I played with all that stuff, and yeah. it's now totally worthless. This I kept it in the bubble wrap. It's put <laughs> away, and maybe one day 
I'll be like Mark Hamill with his million-dollar collection of Star Wars toys. <laughs> he evidently has one of the largest collections of Star oh Wars gosh. toys in, in the world, supposedly. You know that they have a new Robin figure yes. based on Dick Grayson. And this is the best thing. Oh. I was at the I was at WonderCon, and uh, a fan came up and 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 said, "Did you have you seen this yet?" Yeah. And I said, "Oh, that looks great. What table's that?" And they said, "No, I want you to have it." And they gave oh. it to me, which was so nice. That's so, so sweet. So I I have that sitting at home on, on my shelf. So cool. And it's the version of the toy that I always wanted as a kid. Yeah. Right. Like, this looks on model. This is great. He can well. bend his elbows. We're good to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally. <laughs> I wouldn't know if he could bend his elbows because I'm not opening the box. Right, I know. Have they made a Nightwing one yet? No, not yet, right? but it's okay. going to happen. Got it. I think they're yeah. they're spacing yeah. out like the yeah, big yeah, yeah. characters so yeah. they can lure you in with you know buying mm-hmm. every single wave. Mm-hmm. I think Absolutely. they're going to get to characters like, I mean, they're coming out with, Come there's on. a baby doll, a killer croc. Oh, sweet. I think I'm, Condiment King's on the table. I bet you we're going to see Moe. I'm telling you, I bet you we're going to see a Moe action <laughs> figure. Uh, Mo like, action we're going to get a Moe Nightwing Robin three-pack. Yes. <laughs> uh, any more questions you have before oh, we wrap up? Oh, let me see up? here. Oh, my God. Uh, let me check my little sheet. Um... Hector just turned into a robot? Um, okay. In terms of the voice acting industry, would you have any advice for uh, people trying to get into? Because I know you know this show spawns so many fans, and I've talked to so many people that that have are either working in voiceover now or want to just because specifically of that show. If you could give any advice to young people out there that would be interested, what would it be? Well, uh, first of all, there's an old joke: um, <laughs> an actor in New York decides that things aren't going so well, so he decides to go to Los Angeles. And an actor in Los Angeles decides things aren't going so well, so he decides to go to New York. And they both happen to be changing planes in the middle of the country. And they get off their planes and they see each other and they say, go back! <laughs> so my, 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 my advice is it's a very, very difficult uh, business to get into. Yeah, Very, very difficult and very difficult to sustain once, once you're in it. So uh, I, I'm not throwing a wet blanket on anybody's dreams. If you have the dream to do it, absolutely go for it. And don't right. let anybody stop you. Don't let anybody say anything that would dissuade you. Just know it's 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 even harder than it used to be because so many people have booths. Yeah. When they have an audition, they can actually get people from all over the country auditioning for things. Yeah. Uh, and people who are willing to work for a lot less money than people in Los Angeles. So... Uh, there is very, very intensive uh, competition now that wasn't there before, she- just by sheer numbers. Not that there's like a huge pool of people who are fantastic voiceover right. actors. They, they probably aren't. But there are just so many people doing it that the people who cast these things, they, they have to wade through hundreds and thousands of submissions. And, of course, they're not going to get to all of them. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, it's very, very – be patient. And if I could go back to my uh, 20-year-old self and get, tell my 20-year-old self one word, I would say patience. And if you can do that and if you can you know, uh, sustain that, uh, then go for it. Awesome. Anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up? Uh, just uh, – it was uh, such an incredible honor being part of that show. And as the years pass and seeing how many generations of people – still admire the show and still like the show and how now it's, you know, passed it along to their children. Um, you know, I, I've met people. What's really great, I just met at WonderCon, I met Stuart Allen, who's playing Robin, 
the the Damien Robin, right? You know, uh, and uh, he he's a big fan of of the show that I did, and he's you know he's very young, and many of the fans uh, in their twenties, in their thirties, I guess they're there's probably even fans in their forties now. I'm trying to do the math in my yeah. head, right? So I, I mean to sustain that. Is is really quite an honor to be part of something like that that has lived and continues to live because you don't, as an actor, you don't really get to 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 participate in things like that 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 have such a long life. You know, you do it and people are like, oh yeah, you did that. You know, a few mm-hmm. years ago, this just keeps going on and on and on and on. Yeah. And uh, that's just a, it's a tremendous feeling that uh, I was able to be part of that. And didn't di- at the time didn't know. I mean, at the time I knew it was something really special. Right. You know the way that they were drawing on the black paper and the music, and I mean, you could tell it was really just like a very special show. But to think that you know, decades later, it would still be appreciated and people would still be watching it and wanting to see more episodes of it. <laughs> you know, I, that's just great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Uh, I think my mom is wrong. Nightwing is a hunk. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I want to close out with that. Big time. Thank you, Hector. Thank you, Lauren. Bye-bye. Well, there you go. Another Batman the Animated Podcast wraps up absolutely perfectly. And no sign of Deven. Yeah, right. Thought you could get rid of me? Well, listen. I'm back, and you're never gonna see the world without Deven. Justin, your puberty-riddled cousin has returned. Yeah, I gathered, KCB. Deven, how'd you get back here? Oh, you know, got my ways. Also, I have a tiny screwdriver. (laughs) I'm not sure why it has to be tiny, but okay. But listen, cuz, I have a great idea. How about you be my sidekick, we hang out all the time, morning, noon, and night, because it's still Sprong Brock! Sprong Brock with Deven and Justin, he's my sidekick, so he's not as cool as me, he's a derb! Ha <laughs> Deep. Whoa, Kevin Conroy bot, did you just slam the door in my cousin's face? Nice! Yes, I am hoping that by acting more like a man, I will attain sweet, beautiful, human puberty. Oh, well, I wouldn't count on that. I can count to infinity. One... Two, three, four. All right. Five, if you liked what you heard, rate eight. and subscribe to Batman the Animated Podcast in iTunes. Follow the show on Twitter at BTAS Podcast for updates or follow me at Hey Justin. I also wanted to mention there is now a donation button on the about page of BTASPodcast.com. So if you like the show, listen to it regularly, or just feel like donating, go for it. I'm making the show out of pocket, and your donations will 100% go to hosting fees paying sound engineers, and covering any and all other production costs that happen monthly. So right now the show is set up on SoundCloud, but to keep the archive up for free, I'll need to start paying for that too. So if you listen on SoundCloud, consider donating. But honestly, no pressure. I mean, any amount is greatly appreciated, but ultimately I'm just making this for you to hear for free. So I understand everybody works hard for their money, no pressure to donate. But if you want to, batspodcast.com on the About page. Batman the Animated Podcast is hosted, edited, and produced by me, Justin Michael. Tom Smith created the show logo, Casey Trela helped produce the theme song, and Harry Chaskin is the voice of the podcast. Thanks to Paul Gassar for sound engineering today's interview, and Laura Allen, Todd McClintock, and Stupid Buddy Studios for providing a record facility. Thanks to my guests, Hector Navarro and Lauren Lester, Jace Armstrong for playing Kevin Conroy Bot, and the amazing Jessica McKenna for playing Devin. Last but certainly not least, 
Thank you to This American Life producer, Tori Malatia, who I asked to donate to the show, but he responded, Coulda, woulda, didn't. Not very nice, but it's also your decision. See you guys in a couple of weeks for more Batman the Animated Podcast.